Hey. Sorry about that. Uh, I had a really stupid cab driver who drove me a ways in the wrong direction, so I finally just overpaid him and got out and walked. Really? <laughs> and he kept calling me baby. I was like, yeah, we really, like, you have not earned that, sir. <laughs> <laughs> what is the level of service a cab driver must provide in order to be allowed to call you baby? Does he have to, like, also have a sandwich ready for you when he picks you up? Yes. No. I mean, that couldn't hurt. Yes, it could. Right. You don't eat sandwiches from cab drivers. What? Well, candy. <laughs> candy from strangers. It's completely different from sandwiches from cab drivers. I always yeah, heard razor blades. It was never poison. It was always just straight up razor, razor blades, blades that I was warned against. <laughs> like, Who has a razor blade nowadays? <laughs> <laughs> That's like, true. Are you going to hide like a full Mach 3 in uh, Apple? It's not going to happen. <laughs> Uh, or it's like one of those chic intuitions for women where it's like a whole bar of soap. <laughs> That's right. This apple tastes vaguely like being a goddess. <laughs> good evening, meet suits and meet dresses. Welcome back to Read It and Weep. We are a good podcast about bad books, movies, and television. This is episode number 147. We have now done as many episodes as the maximum number of points possible in a snooker game, absent of fouls and refereeing errors. Huh. <laughs> Wait, so, like, if the referee, like, screws up terribly, then, like, it's, like, a thousand-point game? I, I wasn't sure what Wikipedia meant by that. I was thinking they meant just, like, unless the referee awards you 148 points. <laughs> Which, or I guess that's a scoring error. I don't know. But speaking of contests that are won by having lots of balls, this week we're talking about Krull, the 1983 film about knights fighting aliens. I think. Uh, yeah, you can. Is you that can. What you got from it? I did. I did. Uh, I think. Not far off. I don't think. Maybe maybe that'll come up in the show. We'll see. Uh, uh, this is available on Netflix streaming, so if you want to check it out for now and you have that, it's a nice, easy way to do it. Uh, this was sponsored by audiblepodcast.com slash weep. If you go to that address and sign up for a trial membership, you can get a free audiobook, and you support our show at the same time, and you keep both of those even if you cancel before they charge you anything. It's a pretty awesome deal for both of us. And also, this week was sponsored by Blair. Uh, apparently, this was her husband's favorite movie as a kid, and now he's all grown up and wants to hear other people acting like kids making fun of it. And that's us. We. So, if you want to force us to read any or watch anything, whether or not you liked it as a kid, go to readdeathstreet.com slash sponsor, and for a small fee, you can choose any topic under the sun, and we will read or watch it. It will be totally in your hands. You can also pick the guest, as Blair did today, and segments, if that's your sort of thing. Uh, also, before before we move on, well, I want to remind everybody we got a live show coming up July 7th in Portland, Oregon, and there will be t-shirts, and those t-shirts will have Space Shark on them, so definitely you want to be there for that, if and possible. it's my birthday. Not that that matters to anyone there, but like, you know. It matters to us. Yeah. yeah. It matters to me, mostly. That's why we That's why we picked that date, was so that since we weren't going to be with you, we wanted to celebrate your birthday. I don't know if I've... Never mind. It's the greatest gift of all. Confusion over why you're doing this. <laughs> so let me introduce you to today's panel. I'm your host, of course. I'm Alex Falcone. You can follow me on Twitter at Alex underscore Falcone. Uh, these are my friends in San Francisco, California. It's Ezra Fox. Uh, I have no food. And I'm too tired to hunt. 
I guess I'll have to get one of my wives to do it. <laughs> uh, Faith is my middle name, right? Faithfulness? Yes, that's right. That's what Yeah. Isn't that what he said? Yeah. Fidelity is my middle name. My first name is In. Anyway. Ba-dum-bum. Yeah, that's what he should have said. That would have been yeah. so good. Anyway, he was not the comic relief. That was the magician. Uh, also joining us, uh, he's at C. Walter Smith on Twitter in Seattle, Washington. It's Chris Smith. During dull points in the movie, I'm going to turn into a puppy. <laughs> Well, then you're going to be a puppy a lot. <laughs> also joining us, Blair. Uh, so Blair picked you because she felt bad for having made that you've had to suffer through all those Twilight books and Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> so she thought this would be a nice treat for you. I hope it was. In Chicago, please welcome back Sarah Hathaway. For 20 more minutes. <laughs> well, Blair, it. I have to say thank you very much. You are one of my favorite people now. Yeah, it was yeah. really sweet. Except yeah. this movie happens to be about a lady who's locked up in a tower until her husband-to-be, or just barely husband, who's really good at everything, comes and rescues her. But no well, one got spanked or turned into a vampire as far as I can tell. <laughs> still, still better, stronger female characters. Yes. Baby steps. Still better, stronger female characters dubbed over with other voices. Right. Oh, yes. uh, awesome. All right. Well, let's uh, let's find out more about this movie in case somehow Krull seems to have slipped through your early <laughs> 80s sci-fi film watching knowledge. So let's talk about it. Chris, you are yes. a resident summarizer for your Sir. freakish recall and your dulcet tones. Please, today... Summarize this movie in the style of an ancient prophecy. Is life kicking you in the balls right now? (laughs) Did you also try to make the normal white rice the normal way this evening and wander off to look at the internet only to come back with a pot full of burn smells? Even though you swore last time was the last time you would cook with headphones on? Huh. Huh. Wait, shifting gears. Uh... (laughs) Did you grow up on an alien world as a warrior prince in impossibly tight leather pants? Did your wedding to the rival family's princess get interrupted by the alien bad guys and the that kidnapped her before you could storm her castle, as it were? <laughs> Are you now sworn to defeat the evil alien overlord thing called the Beast, who is keeping your only chance of getting some locked in his big spaceship tower thing? And you, sir, you are living on Krull. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. The hero is Colwyn, or Corwin, or something. The new king of the world of Krull. But it's a world under siege by the Beast and his army of slayers, who are kind of like ill-defined bug stormtrooper things. But Colwyn, he can't do it alone. He needs a wise old dude to point him the way to the glaive, a secret weapon that looks like a starfish in drag masquerading as a frisbee. <laughs> He needs a magic dude who can turn into animals for comic relief. He needs a big cyclops guy with one eye and a one badass spear. He needs a band of rogues to help out as well, including but not limited to Liam Neeson and Robbie Coltrane. (laughs) Because together, together, that's the key. They go to see mystic seers with crazy floating stones, dangerous quicksand marshes, even more dangerous giant spider webs, and deserts and hills and mountains. There's lots of climbing and little fighting until the end, until they storm the castle, and they rescue the princess. Cohen has to use the glaive, that weapon thing, to fight the beast. But the glaive, it's not enough. 
It's the love for his new wife that gives him fire flower powers. And he fucks that dude up like it's Super Mario Brothers on your second playthrough. So what have we learned? Not a whole lot. Being king means you ride around on horses. And being young and in love makes you Mario. Crow. Footnote, fire horses. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. fire horses. Well, they're the only That's ones who right. can go a thousand leagues in a day. So quickly, That's let's sneak up on. Let's sneak up on the enemy castle at night so they don't see us. Wait, our horses are on fire. <laughs> <laughs> How can so they possibly see us? Giant horses are on fire. I just that that there's like oh there's a bunch of all these fire horses that are really fast. I guess this would have been really helpful earlier when we got stuck drowning in the sand. Yeah, yeah. Like fire horses could have gotten through quick. Fire sand. horses should be your first stop on any epic adventure. I think <laughs> if they're that easy to get, those are useful fire horses. Fire. All right, let's do. Uh, let's start and end with a compliment sandwich, like we like to do. That's how we feel like fair and legitimate criticism. Sarah, as our honored guest today, you have the right to go first or last in the opening compliment. Which do you prefer? I'm definitely going to go first this time because I'm sure this is a compliment on everyone's mind. Okay, go for it. Uh, Urko the Magnificent became a puppy, and it was yeah. the best. <laughs> <laughs> He's the comic relief character. What is he? Short of stature, tall of. Power, yeah. Wide narrow, of vision, narrow in um, narrow Fo- purpose, focus, focus. Uh, purpose. narrow of purpose and wide of vision. Wide vision. Of, like, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. Thing, wide yeah. of wide of wide junk. of testicles. Yeah, yeah. yes, that's obviously <laughs> yeah. what I thought. So but. he's a mystic chode who has the ability to turn into animals. He's, but uh, it was it was a genuinely nice moment though, and it was like the only time I ever felt anything other than like mild interest occasionally throughout this movie because like the little <laughs> boy was sad because his old man friend had just like gotten kind of violently and scarily killed, and then mm-hmm. like all the little boy wanted was a puppy, and Urko had made fun of him for that, and then. He felt bad and became the cutest little basset hound puppy so that yeah. the boy could carry him around for a day. And it wasn't like, you know, the little boy knew it was Urko and, like, appreciated the gesture. And it was really cute. Yeah. I I hadn't noticed some of those things you told me before. I thought there was just a dog for no reason. And uh, I <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yeah, he was great. Uh, I like that as well. All right. Uh, I'm going to go second then for my major compliment. Uh, so... I like learning about wedding stuff because I'm getting married next year. And so I've been researching a lot of things. I've watched a little Say Yes to the Dress. But this taught me a lot of things that I, I great things, wedding knowledge. Like, for example, I realized that sometimes 37 people die when the groom is driving to the wedding. And <laughs> so don't use that one. And it's still service. okay. Yeah, yeah, it means yeah that it's okay. So if you ha- that's why you have a large wedding party so yeah. that if mm. 37 of the 100 men who are with you die, you'll be okay. Also, uh this is a nice ceremony thing I never would have thought of including but included but we might now, which is where she reaches her hand into a bucket of water and pulls out fire. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And yeah, that's and very nice. <laughs> a lot of a lot of people are doing that these days. Yeah. Also, this is apparently the most romantic day of her young life, and so if possible, we're going to try to avoid letting aliens crash our wedding and kill our whole families yeah it's because it's about hers but is what it, it's, it's her day right and yeah. that seems like it might be a gigantic it, 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 bummer it, yeah it, it it sort of shifts focus yeah kind of the issue 
Yeah, and it's her day. The the real tragedy, though, if you remember, like, so they, um, everyone's dead, you know, afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, that's, like, a whole bunch of, like, you know, uh, chafing dishes full of, like, you know, chicken wings that just are going to waste as a result. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's the well. There they had the catering. meat station that was cut to order. Yeah, mm, right, right. Oh, yeah. oh, just dried out under the heat lamp. Heat lamp. Now that's it's right. Very sad. That's right. All right, Ez. What's your minor or major compliment? What's your major compliment? Um, I'm gonna say I love uh, mustache guy. I think is my favorite uh, sure. member of the this Motley crew. Um, wait, which one's mustache like, guy? The guy who looks like he should be a cop. Yeah. Oh, Robbie Coltrane, yeah. yeah. Was it actually Robbie? Oh, so it was Hagrid. That's awesome. Yeah. 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 Good okay, eye. I knew there was a reason I liked him. Oh. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize it because he wasn't, you know, giant. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he, he wasn't was giant. He was also dubbed over by someone else. What? Was he? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. This or Wikipedia just... page is very clear on all the dubs. I mean, he lines. had, like, two lines. Let's, okay. let's be Yeah. <clears throat> but I liked all those lines. Because one of them was um uh the... I guess head robber guy was like, we're an army. And like, you know, mustache guy was like, an unpaid army. And uh, the other guy was like, you got a problem? And mustache guy just like gives him even more sass and says, can a man even talk to himself without being interrupted? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a fun, that was a cute line. Yeah, piling on the sass. They're like, yeah. hey, butt out, my leader, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> he got, he, he, it was totally stupid. Like so many people died very quickly in a row and he just got like one bolt to his shoulder exactly like Coleman did but it killed Robbie Coltrane right yeah <laughs> oh you sound you sounded so bummed I was so sad because then like his second line was like I guess it was worth it after all yeah and, uh, I, and at that point I was like well you didn't get in so maybe you're not sure yeah. about that actually yeah yeah I mean, here's the problem with all of these fighting is, like, they brought knives to laser fights. Yes, yeah. I, absolutely. That was my I issue. I mean, let's, yeah. let's point out, just, just right here, that the, the fighting, and maybe I should have included this more in my summary, the fighting is the bad guys have swords that are also guns. Laser guns. Laser guns. And so they shoot from a distance, and then they close in after, like, your numbers cut down. And the people just have the swords, and yeah. they're they're laser swords, both kinds of swords. If you get hit with a sword, you like dissolve into lasery bits. But well, I, th- um, I thought the laser, like the red lasers, that was coming from again the bad guys. Like whenever they clashed with the regular swords. Oh, do like, you think they were regular yeah, swords? I, it seemed yeah, like it was just regular swords. <laughs> oh, I thought they were laser swords. And the aliens, oh, no, even when the aliens switched over to bayoneting, it was more like out of sportsmanship. <laughs> laser bayoneting. Yeah, it was still like to be nice, because they could have clearly just lasered you all from from the tower and not had to worry. It was yeah, a really unfair fight. At it's that not point, like you run out of lasers. When you're... <laughs> When you're, a, when you're ra- a race of people that lives on a planet where you ride horses and use swords and an alien race shows up that has lasers, you just give up and start speaking alien. <laughs> you, enough of the fight. You are not going to win this. Whatever this language the beast and the slayers speak, learn it, because you're fucked. I mean, yeah. I, the, there, there were some unclear points to me about the aliens. They looked kind of like face huggers in spacesuits. But mm-hmm. then the beast was like definitely just a guy in a frogman costume shot with Vaseline <laughs> yes. on the lens. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Another who, great who trip shot to... who shot energy balls out of his mouth. Yeah. Very he... slowly. Right. <laughs> yeah, they were like Super Nintendo. You had a chance to jump over them. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, Alex, uh 
you know, Vaseline on the lens, another great uh, way to soften the focus uh, for your wedding shots. Oh, that's a great idea. I don't know why in, in your vision uh, I'm going to have all this Vaseline lying around at our wedding, but... You mean you've already would have used it? I, <laughs> I wasn't, it wasn't on the list of things to buy, but that's good advice. Yeah, put it there. Yeah, we will. Yeah. Also, Frogman costumes, a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. A lot of fun. Tuxedos are so expensive these days, but a Frogman costume... It's great, and it's like you know. Once you have it, you really find a lot of ways you can use it. So uh, definitely better than renting. <laughs> <laughs> All right, <laughs> Chris, what is your major compliment? I'm sorry, I got distracted by thinking about frogman costumes. <laughs> uh, you'll never. Stop. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. My major compliment is that <clears throat> uh, this movie makes sci-fi, fantasy, adventure movies look so achievable. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of climbing up mountains to music Mm -hmm. and there's riding on horses also to the same music and when you see the guy who's doing the magic with the mystic stones it's very clear the stone is on one or multiple strands of fishing line Mm -hmm. and is just hovering up on a boom somewhere (laughs) yeah you so you you like you felt it won you over with its cheapness like its crappiness was like made you want to root for it like an this is the underdog of movies yeah, or like you know, it, it's like it's like Hitchcock. You know, it's not what he shows; it's what he doesn't show. And in this movie, it's what they show what they show poorly. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your imagination fills in how it would look if it was good. Yeah, that's right. What if you were actually reaching into molten lava instead of just uh, raspberry jam? That's <laughs> raspberry bubbling. jam with a light under it. Oh, yeah. yeah, there was no he <laughs> had no reaction. He was just like, no. oh, it's so hard. Oh, what? oh, I got it. He didn't. Yeah. He didn't even do that. He didn't even do like the improv one on one. Like, here I am in a volcano. <laughs> oh, that looks hot. No, oh, he I want just that he just stuck his hand it. right in the jam. <laughs> he was like, ooh, sticky. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't. Even if it is jam, like that would be a bummer to have that much like steaming, bubbling raspberry jam on your hand. Even cold uh, jam isn't burn, that man. fun. Yeah, that would be tough. I wouldn't do that. Although at the end he does get that uh, sort of ancient ninja star. Which immediately slices open his hand from the looks of it. (laughs) Yeah, it has these little blades. It's a five-pointed, essentially the Nerf boomerang. Does anybody remember the (laughs) Nerf boomerang? It looks almost exactly like that, only with knives at the end. Significantly less And a lot of gemstones. (laughs) The adult version. (laughs) So the adult version is it pops open and tiny little one-inch knives are at the end of each point. Um, and, and the whole thing about the movie is the old guy says, don't use it until you absolutely have to. And then absolutely have to means, eh, there's a lot of bad guys. Right? <laughs> what he means was don't throw this at not an enemy. Wait till there's That's enemies right. here. <laughs> yeah, this is not like you know, when you're trying to play frisbee golf, you know, around the quad. It's yeah, not- you would <laughs> yeah, That's right. Awesome. All right, now it's time for our uh, our hate segment, our regular game, our anchor segment. This day, today, this day, it is called <laughs> "So You Hate You Can Dance." Dance, dance, dance. It's a dance. it's a dance competition show where there'll be three judges and they all hate you. <laughs> I guess that would be called "So We Hate You Can Dance," which, <laughs> which sounds more like the like the lame kid sitting in the corner scowling at you while you're yeah, like just, busting it out. That was what I did hate. at every dance in junior high. You were awesome. I really was, but no one thought so at the time. <laughs> <laughs> they hadn't realized yet. 
how how what what power you held in your judgment uh it'd be great to like you know show encouraging messages like send them back in time to like your you know bitter selves as a seven like in seventh grade because my my seventh grade self really would appreciate some uh, really so like if if i could show up floating above you at a seventh grade dance and be like someday you will make fun of this in a highly profitable podcast <laughs> You'll be like, I feel better now. I'd be like, what's a podcast? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. I was like, wait, wait, wait. what's your business we model? We are not highly <laughs> profitable. <laughs> there is Watch no movies, make fun of movies, profitable. something. Profit. <laughs> Step three, profit. <laughs> I like that seventh grade you is very concerned about monetization. That's great. <laughs> well, someone has to be. <laughs> <laughs> and current me certainly isn't, so... <laughs> All right. Does anybody uh, want to start us out and actually hate something about the movie? Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna do. Uh, yeah, go for it, Sarah. Oh, um, so, uh, I didn't know why this movie was called Crawl <laughs> at first. Um. I was assuming that was going to be like a character's name or something, but then about halfway through, I'm like, oh, the entire planet's population is in it. Right. So this is like. <laughs> This is like that Planet Earth documentary. This is yeah. just the documentary for the planet Krull. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then, there, you know, like, it's really beautiful in the morning. The little cyclops are poking their heads out of the snowbank right. for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how great would it have been if, like, Richard like, Attenborough had like, yeah, Attenborough. this whole thing? Yeah. yeah. David Attenborough, yeah. David Attenborough. Yeah, that would have been so much fun. I bet you, yeah, you'd definitely be an interesting as a nature documentary where, like, they're fighting, and you're, but you, you realize in your head, this is just the natural order of things. I shouldn't pick mm-hmm. a side. They just, whatever continues the circle of life on Krull, we should support. Yeah. <laughs> That's right, the natural order of invali- invading alien races. Right, but, like, when you, when you watch Planet Earth and it's like the foxes eat a million moths, you're not like, oh, man, those foxes are invading the moths' home. You're like, this is the natural order of things, and some moths get eaten. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, to be fair, it's not like the foxes are in a giant gem fortress that's <laughs> decorated with huge eyes. I'm glad you've been fair to the foxes that yeah, way. Yeah, the foxes really didn't steal your bride, like, you know, on your wedding day either, so... Well, but, like, know. the foxes don't... Like, if, if the foxes did hypothetically come to my wedding and eat my bride, it would be like... Well, the foxes don't know they're screwing up a wedding. They think they're right, just right. eating... I just a... happen to be marrying a moth. So. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's my bad. That's, I mean, lack of foresight there. I should have yeah. seen that coming. Should not invite them. Yeah. Well, she's only half moth. Her, her, her dad is a human. Oh, okay. How would that mating ritual go? I don't... Let's not even think how, about it. How did that happen? Did, did the dad just... Get, I mean, your... he, he was in the army. Oh, okay. And, and, he was, and he was fighting in the... He was fighting abroad in... Uh, in the jungle, okay, with yeah, so far. Where, where the mo- moths live, they're big moths. These are like, by the way, obviously these are not like house moths. These are they're big like moths. Mothra, Mothra. <laughs> her mom is Mothra. Yeah, there's good eating on a Mothra. <laughs> Mothra, yeah, Mothra. Are you my Mothra? <laughs> okay. Uh, sorry, I'm looking this up. Not that hot, by the way. Mothra, Mothra. Not that attractive. I didn't see the bikini well. shots. <laughs> Oh, so all right. Um, other hates? Yeah, so I'm going to do the, the Paso Doble of reversed expectations. Uh-huh. Um, so they meet this old dude who's like the seer 
who has these magic seeing powers, and he right. can't quite tell where the gem fortress is going to show up next. The thing is about fighting the beast dude is that this gem fortress in is always changing around where it is, so you, so you got to know where it's going to be. So they go to the seer, and he can't quite get there, but he knows if he goes to this special place, he will. So they go by a swamp. Seer gets killed by a shapeshifter. You know, it's very, very bad. The little boy who's been accompanying the seer this whole time gets really sad, and then the bandits go, well, no problem. We're your family now. Yeah. The kid literally says, my whole fam. he was my only family after his, yeah. his friend gets killed, and they say, we're your family now. Yeah. With, like, with cheer. That does know. not, that's not, repl- that doesn't do it. That's not. You know what? I'm going to hate on the kid, though, because, like, if that's your only family, don't leave him alone. He's blind. <laughs> He's a blind old guy. Yeah. Yeah. He's and, blind, like, if you're tired. But he can see. Hate. He's yeah. a seer, as he could see the he future. See he could see, yeah. like, oh, my evil twin is about to throw me into this muck. I guess he can't do much about it, though. Look, here's what I'm saying. Like, and also, another hate on, on this young king. If you need a seer to complete your plan, guard the fucking seer. No, I... I yeah, they left him to go check on another person who we never really saw before he died. And, like, didn't really care about, and no one else apparently cared about, because they were all like, blah, da, da, and just, like... No, what no happened was, the entire army was drowning in quicksand, except for the king and the seer, and the king was like, sit over here safely, blind old man, while I dive into the muck to try to save people. I think it was a very reasonable thing to do. If they had spared man- manpower, they would have used it, but everybody was drowning in the same quicksand. Look, keep a rope around the old man, then. <laughs> Yeah, and also, it's hardly quicksand. It's definitely wood chips on top of two feet of water. They're fine. <laughs> <laughs> Most expensive movie ever made my ass. I think somebody embezzled something. <laughs> I also, just to go back to something you said a second ago, Chris, I have a hate on the castle for teleporting to a new location every single morning, never in the same place twice. Like, yeah, that would make it hard for an invading army to find you and kill you. Also, very hard to get mail there. <laughs> I mean, it's not super practical if you want to, like, receive yeah. birthday cards or, like, paychecks or whatever. Yeah, right? Like, if you're if you're one of the slayers, like, stationed away from your, your spouse, you're like, oh, I wish my wife would write yeah, me. Yeah, I wish she'd write but to me. But teleport every day, so. <laughs> yeah, and, every, and so whenever I send her letters, I just have to put return address, your guess is as good as mine. Yeah. Or, you know Wait. what, Alex? This is a great case for having a P.O. box. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Although, yeah. you never know if you're going to have to go a thousand leagues in a day to get to that post office and back. You have fire horses. No, the fire horses are at the post office, not at your place. How do you get there first? Well, you hang on to a fire horse, clearly. <laughs> well, also, maybe the aliens could fly. I'm not clear. If their building can teleport, maybe they can teleport individually. Yeah, it's, it's unclear. They're scary bug-like aliens, but scary is used in the loosest terms. P.O. Box is a great idea, Chris, but the, the concern is sometimes places won't ship to a P.O. Box. That's true. Huh. You, you know, know yeah. the larger hate at play here is that no one builds things close together on Kroll or like in remotely <laughs> safe places. You're really not into density in <laughs> urban living. <laughs> Guess so. Hey, I got a hate against this uh, since this castle. Mm-hmm. Um, let's let's call it a, a jitterbug because it's bupkis. They call this thing <laughs> the Black Castle. Uh-huh. It is clearly rust colored. The entire <laughs> thing is rust colored. I would have if called this it is the most unks. expensive movie that they've ever made. They could afford some black lacquer. It was just sort of dark. 
I thought it was more of, of just like a comment on the the state of the state of things within the fortress. <laughs> yeah. Gloomy overall. They, yeah. Gloomy. All the inside is all white and uh Yeah, I would not say the beast is a tastemaker, really. I think he had sort of a brutalist aesthetic, and I'm just not into that. Mm. Man, I just feel bad for, like, you know, some of the slayers that, like, there must be some slayers with some better, like, you know, aesthetic taste than this, and, like, they can't do anything because it's a huge bureaucracy, you know? Like, the beast gets to decide everything. Yeah, Yeah, so then you got this surrealist inside with all these weird, like, dolly shapes going off, and that's your road. You and know, all that's of like them, your hallway. And all Get of them the cafeteria, like the cave, you can't. All of them look like the caves in a Disney ride. Like they're all just painted foam angles. I mm-hmm. kind of assumed that it was the inside of the beast when it first started. Like those were his yes. insides. And then yes. I was like, oh wait, that movie this movie is not trying to do anything that deep. Well, also or he's, interesting. He's, he was a shapeshifter though. He could become like whatever you wanted him to be, right? Which, actually, yeah. here's a hate that I hadn't even thought of until just now. Here's a hate. How come he wants so badly to marry the uh, princess from Brave, or whatever her name was? Merida. Uh, Merida. Uh, <laughs> oh, I thought her name was Lissa. Well, that's well, I'm talking about Brave. Princess from Brave. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Here's the thing. If you're the Beast, why do you want to take as your princess a human girl? Surely you would want to marry a beautiful Beast Somebody Actually, at least of the same species. You're not going to be able to do it with her. You're not going to be able to produce viable offspring. It's like somebody's weird. got Highland fever. That was the prophecy, though, right? Like that's why he wanted her is because they were like a princess with an ancient name. She'll choose her king, and their son will rule the universe or whatever. Okay, sure, but ancient name is the only specific thing here. I don't know. I mean, Sarah was in the Bible. That's a pretty ancient name. I know he really missed out on finding me. <laughs> <laughs> Dodged a bullet, didn't you? I don't know why the why does the beast even want crawl? It's not like it's a great place. He does not look like there's like there's got much going for him. But the I don't property know. views, guys. <laughs> the property views. Yeah, that's true. There's, it's not very dense, so you get a lot of you get yard. You get plenty yeah. of plenty of yard. And he hears there's a Panera coming in soon. <laughs> that's gotta be a draw. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> One of those new Orange Julius new urban target situations. That's right. It's like two stories and has a cart escalator. Oh, God. We've got one of those coming into Seattle. Yeah, we have one coming it. in San Francisco. Yeah. We oh, have we one coming. One. <laughs> How is it there in Chicagoland? There is a well targeted. It is amazing. <laughs> There's one is it wildly convenient to get your normal household necessities? Oh, it's so far away. I think that's part of it. Is oh, like okay. It's really inconvenient for me to get to, and it's in a very dangerous neighborhood. So whenever I do go there, it feels like. It's kind of like this little, like, treat for me. Like, I go in there and I'm like, wow, I could put things in a cart and put it on this little escalator. And I love the cart escalator. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. a new Urban Target opening a block and a half from my apartment, and it's so awesome. It's like somebody is taking a very small portion of Amazon.com and putting it in a white building that I can walk to. It's so convenient. Yeah. All right, so I've got a hate for not being particularly believable. Uh... I don't believe that a Cyclops could be known for accurate spear throwing because surely he's got depth issues. I was thinking about that too. Um, I got a further hate on the Cyclops, right? They sure. trained one of their eyes uh, to, um, you know, to see the future. Mm-hmm. And all I can do is like, you know, see when they're going to die. And for some reason, that's a bummer to them because here's the thing. If you know when you're going to die, uh, you're pretty much invincible for any other situation. <laughs> 
I, I mean, so if you knew you were gonna die seven months from now, for the next seven months, you'd just do crazy fucking shit. Oh yeah, whatever you want. I mean, like you can be a goddamn superhero because you know you'll be fine, unless you know it's that one thing when you like trip on a rock. And uh, which you so- will, because you have no depth of vision, because you only have one eye. <laughs> You lost your other eye to the future. Right. It was a good trade. <laughs> when, I mean, it's a big eye, the one that you get. You yeah, know? it's sizable. Not, yeah, and you, you certainly there are depth cues in the world, but it just it just seems like a bad it just seems like a bad design if you're building a face. Well, so the Cyclops was the only one who had any backstory, which was super weird. But so like they know well, when they're going to die, but apparently not the method because. The Cyclops is going to just hang out in the horse valley and, like, die there. And then right. he decides to go into battle. And he gets crushed in a slowly closing door and no one reacts at all. Well, because it was his time. Uh, right. Yeah, that's the thing. They have this, this through line of to each his fate. Yeah. Which basically means nobody help anybody. Right. <laughs> no one looks uh, yes, remotely the... sad when someone dies. <laughs> <laughs> the crushing of the Cyclops. Beautiful in its own way. (laughs) (laughs) Please narrate this as a nature movie. This ad was required but not approved by Audible. Meanwhile, on planet Krull. Prince Colwyn, our planet will die unless you can defeat the beast. We're hopelessly outclassed. We have swords and they shoot lasers. Exactly, which is why we need the glaive. Great goddess! Does the glaive shoot lasers back? Oh no, it's a spiky frisbee. Okay. And you can only use it once. Huh. And the slayers that shoot lasers won't hurt me when I have it, right? No, those will still totally kill you. Also, the beast can turn the ground to quicksand. Also, your one magic guy turns himself into a puppy. I'm adorable. Gooseberries. Come save me, Colwyn. I can make fire with my hands, but I'm going to run around inside of a latex glove for the next two hours. This all seems kind of improbable that I'll end up saving the planet. You think that's crazy? I just got a free audiobook from audiblepodcast.com slash weep just for signing up. Can you believe it? Yes. No, I'm a tiger. Rawr. Audiblepodcast.com slash weep. Bring a child on your next mission of death and popcorn's half price. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's time for lightning bonus round. Liam Neeson, who plays the womanizing thief, has this awesome like chin strap, and he just has wives everywhere. That's what I want to be: is a six foot three Irish guy who doesn't know how to say no. <laughs> I mean, uh, the chin strap and the not saying no seems plausible in your life. I- uh, Irish might be harder. I'm just surprised yeah. about people saying yes to someone with a chin strap as well. Yeah, me too. About. But it's well, a different world. He had feather locks. <laughs> Those That's are great. true. Yeah. You'll notice the male is wearing a chin strap this time of year. <laughs> it really helps get the ladies going. <laughs> uh, um, who else did I love? Um, oh, well, okay. 
Here's one thing I want to say. Uh, the greatest tragedy, of course, of the uh, storming the castle um, and uh, you know killing everyone at the wedding, uh, they just for no reason set fire to this cart of flammable rags. Yeah, like <laughs> it went right up, and it, it and we saw it in the next shot. Those rags were all burnt to shit. Yeah, well, if you had a cart full of flammable rags, I mean, flammable. You is had to right polish there. that floor, man. You had to use the varnish. That stuff is uh, kerosene based. I just thought it was a traditional wedding gift on Kroll. This <laughs> <laughs> is a wagon full of assorted oily rags. We, we, we That's the theme you. for the wedding. Oily rags. <laughs> <laughs> the zeroth anniversary is the oily rag anniversary. <laughs> Lightning bonus round? Lightning, Lightning bonus round. Wounds heal very fast, you know. You just have to fall asleep with a wound and wake up to an old man putting toothpaste on it. <laughs> <laughs> All that wasn't toothpaste. Also in <laughs> oh, gross, gross, gross. I thought that was going to be like a um, like a uh, Russian reversal thing. Like on Kroll, toothpaste heals you. <laughs> like <a> bonus, round. <laughs> bonus round. So the seer leaves his home for like the first time in a hundred years, and it takes him a day and a half to get killed. That really does like now you understand why he was a recluse. He was he was yeah. right about the world being dangerous. Agoraphobic for all the right reasons. <laughs> exactly. Don't leave the house. <laughs> He's like, no, if I I can see the future. If I leave the house, uh, another version of myself is gonna kill me and, and, and stick me in the ground. He's like, Oh, crazy seer, that never happened. <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh, we are. Also Lightning the, bonus round. Oh, sorry, lightning bonus round. Lightning bonus round. Also, the the old one, his like mentor, his Obi Wan, if you will. They kept on making jokes about how old he was throughout the whole movie, but he wasn't that old, and he was like definitely within fifteen years of Colwyn, who they kept calling <laughs> boy. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what they say: never work with uh, children or animals. And they like already had that kid with the shitty haircut and the tiger running around. So they were like, "Screw it, we'll just get a middle aged actor to be the young guy." But I don't care if this is, you know, Kroll, where you're under siege. That was the worst goddamn haircut I've ever seen on a kid. Oh, Titch's hair was awful. <laughs> oh, really? I thought it was kind of fashion forward. It looked like a con pop <laughs> Lightning bonus round. Lightning, Lightning bonus, bonus round. round. Speaking of uh, style, the Cyclops has a unibrow. Uh, I guess not surprising, but I'd never really thought about it before. Well, I mean, it's yeah, it, <laughs> it has to, right? Why would he have two? I don't know. It's, it's not even <laughs> unibrow. It's like <laughs> brow. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, but it wasn't like it wasn't just like a. The, the weird thing was that be, the way the mask worked is the unibrow covered the full length width of his head, so it looked like the shape size of two two brows. But then the eye was like tiny and centered. So because they gave away one of their eyes yeah. to see into the future, but apparently at the same time the, that trade also involved the piece between your eyebrows where there's normally skin. <laughs> he had two that would look silly and if it was just over his little eye that would also look so silly well he's a cyclops it's gonna look a little silly yeah if he just had one little eyebrow it'd look like a like a hitler stash yeah. that found its way north i didn't want to say it you could put another put a little nose above it and then he would be a, he'd be a cyclops but he'd have dual noses no, but you need like an eye above that, so like it would like, it'd be, like it'd be a regression of face. Like you, uh, oh yeah, you the know, uh, yeah. they say it's just yeah. Cyclops eyes all the way down. <laughs> <laughs> Lightning bonus round. Lightning, Lightning bonus, bonus round. round. I just wanted to see a uh, Urko the Magnificent, real the Cyclops buddy comedy. 
(laughs) You're going to kill me. No, I'm not. I'm a puppy. (laughs) Yeah, and then that was basically their their story arc, and it ended with Urko the Magnificent going, oh, we didn't have enough time. (laughs) I was like, yeah. Like, wouldn't it have been really great to see them, like, motorcycle with the sidecar, just, like, (laughs) going through the country... I wouldn't let now. Very quick, Defin- flash poll, CNN flash poll. Who's in the motorcycle? Who's in the sidecar? Oh, definitely, Alex. you put the cyclops in the sidecar. You can't let him drive. He has no depth of vision. No, he's driving. But when they crash, they laugh together in slow motion. <laughs> with with like with like like ooh, you make me live like playing Did over you top say of they're it. Both driving. <laughs> that would be a tough way to have a motorcycle sidecar. <laughs> Like, well, you can't trust either of them because he's, he's like a, you know he's a puppy and, and the other guy has one eye. So, so. you're just going to put another steering wheel, uh, put a steering wheel in the sidecar. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So when he turns into a goose, he can like grip it with his beak. I want to see this on like that ultimate motorcycle garage show where someone comes in and is like, "I have this Harley. I want a sidecar that can also drive the motorcycle in case my cyclops dies." <laughs> yo, d- yo, dog. I heard he likes sidecars. So <laughs> lightning bonus. Lightning round. bonus. Lightning bonus. Round. Just, I always wonder, wonder kind of about, like, the backstory of some people. So, like, uh, the the web widow, right? Like, uh, what's her story? Like, how do you mess up your life so, like, extremely that you, like, yeah. are living with a giant um, spider in, like, a spider web. And, like, you have, like, a, a sand glass, you know, with time, with someone else's lifeblood in it. And you, like, killed your own son. It's, like, I kind of want to know, like, the series of steps and, like, you know, that she, she got to do that. Like, well, so you mean the stuff that led up to her murdering her child? Well, no, no, yeah. no. From murdering the child, I can understand murdering your child, like you know, if you're really pissed at the guy, I guess for some reason. <laughs> but, but after that, how do you get into the spider? Room? Oh, that's what you want. Well, you first don't want you the- get an art history degree. <laughs> <laughs> then you're unemployable. <laughs> then you're unemployable. You don't want you don't want a backstory. You want a middle story. <laughs> I guess that's what it you is. want. The like, what was the trial like? Where the judge was like, "May the punishment fit the crime. You will live in a giant spider's cave." <laughs> So she killed him with a giant spider. <laughs> right, yeah. What, what? Yeah, what what could the crime other cri- other crimes that she had done been been to make that Yeah, finish, she you, you have know? to have had priors before in order she to go to the spider. Oh my god, what if it was cybercrime on the cave. World Wide Web? She obviously killed a spider with a rolled up magazine. Right. And then she just got bad luck with the judge. She's like, "Oh, giant well, spider judge, my well, luck." fucked up three strikes law going on <laughs> it was like yeah and the first two were like were like uh par- parking tickets and then like small amount of marijuana possession and then the third yeah. one is murdering your son boom straight to straight to yeah. she labs cave yeah that's a, they should legalize some of those yeah <laughs> although decriminalize you know, fair things. enough for all its crazy wacky laws Kroll has some really good cosmetic surgery all, all they have to do is look at somebody and they get oh, yeah, younger that was pretty good Mm. You know, you have to look at them lovingly, Chris, which is hard yeah. when she's... You have, to, you have to forgive them for killing your son. Yeah. Do you, you know, know how few way. people are on crawl? I think everyone you run into, you look at with love. It's like, yeah. It's, really... it's like a small town. Everyone knows each other. <laughs> they all sit on porches and drink crawl juleps and such. <laughs> yeah. The giant stone castle where everybody knows your name. <laughs> Everybody knows your name. Crawl is just cheers. Yeah. It's like a giant spider likes you. <laughs> the Cyclops and the Magician are Sam and Diane. Will they or won't they? <laughs> if you're a Cyclops, you're gonna die. But you already know you're dead. <laughs> you wanna go where everybody knows your crawl. <laughs> Lightning bonus round. <laughs> 
Incidentally, in that version, I hope they that won't they because I just I don't know how you look into that one eye lovingly. Yeah, I just I can't handle it. If it's lovingly enough. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there are ways. You yeah. say this. This sounds very uh, confident, educated. Sounds possibly. like I've blown a dude with an eye patch before. It's fine. There are ways. <laughs> eye patch I could do because you could just imagine the other eye being there. But if all of a sudden the <laughs> eye patch caused his good eye to become centered and get a giant unibrow. I, mean, I, yeah. I like. I like. Sorry to be clear. I have no actual knowledge of Sarah having blown a guy with an eye patch. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Like, I don't know when the particular act came in. I was more pushed <laughs> on to the fact that Alex apparently doesn't want to even hang out with people with one eye. I will. I will totally hang out. I can totally be friends with a, with a cyclops, but I could never date a cyclops. You could never be more than. Furthermore, friends. if my fiance suddenly became a cyclops, I would have to reconsider. Do you have like a do you have a, a clause in the engagement like prenup I guess of of deal breaker clause yeah in truth we've had this discussion before of what I would do if she got shot with a shrink ray and it was all of a sudden uh, like an inch and a half tall would I still love her and it, she doesn't like this but the answer is probably not <laughs> I mean that's honest at least <laughs> I thought I yeah. should get credit for that honesty like I just I do don't... Be- yeah I do believe that answer for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm much more willing to believe the guy who says, mm, no. I mean, if you're an inch and a half tall and we've judged it medically impossible to return you to your normal height. Well, wait, can, you get, can you get shrunk? Because that's a different issue. Yeah, or yeah, if that was an option, that would be fine, too. If we're both an inch and a half tall, great. I just think people need to have something in common, and they have to be within six feet of each other's height. Well, Alex, here's the real question. Are you a good fighter? because <laughs> that's the uh, that that makes you a bad husband yeah apparently. that's the entirety of marital counseling on curl <laughs> i think you're you're exercising a very common logical flaw though sarah no i'm not a good fighter and so they say a, a, a good fighter is a bad husband but that does mm-hmm. not necessarily follow that a bad fighter is a good husband i could I'm be not bad sure at there are any good husbands on curl yeah <laughs> yeah i mean like her choice was either marry the fighter or a beast who can look like the fighter but with red glowy eyes yeah i mean and the beast got going beast on that one well i would also go beast but the beast was defeated you know by basically a starfish so i think i would go no 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 no. beast was actually destroyed i mean he was wounded by the starfish okay but he was destroyed by colwyn's sexual energy that manifested itself as (laughs) fire his need to to uh they hadn't consummated the marriage yet yeah to consummate his marriage yeah yeah. This has been like days since he's been married and he wasn't even allowed near her. I know. His boner gave him fireflower power. Also, I would go beast, but I would just go beast because I'm hoping that if I kiss him before the last rose petal drops, he turns into a handsome prince. Yeah, or at least you get to keep his frog suit when he dies. <laughs> at least. Or his, uh, his adorable clock-talking servant. Oh, God. Or Chip the teacup. Oh, Love Chip! You. I w- I'll be honest, guys. I was super bummed out when everyone changed back from like what they were. You know, like whenever it became human at the end of oh. the beast. I, I thought it was the worst. No, 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 no. It no is- one was bummed when the feather duster turned into a hot chick. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, dude. Have you ever tried it with a feather duster? Nope. Because <laughs> you could have a, it- some, a hot chick holding a feather duster, and that's a threesome, sounds- and she doesn't even know it. Sounds ticklish. Yeah, yeah she, I'm she very does ticklish. know that you insisted on boning her and touching a feather duster with your junk. So, even though she doesn't know it's a threesome, she's on to you. Again, 
where did the junk come into it? I feel like in the last few minutes, we've made a lot of leaps about sexual acts. <laughs> Ezra said it was a threesome. I'm just assuming it's not a threesome of hand-holding. <laughs> it could be. Uh, Is that a thing? No. No. <laughs> Like, preschoolers all hold hands to walk each other to the zoo. That is not a sexual act, Ezra. Wait, wait, wait. Where are the chaperones, dude? Are they just, like, taking each other to the zoo? Yeah, this no, like they're, a... It's, a, it's, a, it's a good time for them to learn self-reliance. This is <laughs> the, the annual get... walking of the preschoolers. <laughs> it's basically the beasts of the southern wild, only at the zoo. No, it's like, <laughs> thin out the herd at the tiger den. You know, Kroll oh, is not really going to last very long if Fitch is the only child on the planet. Like, where are the where are the other youngins? I believe that Fitch is our future. <laughs> <laughs> Give him a better oh. haircut and let him be. Yeah, plus we are the Kroll. <laughs> <laughs> we are the children. <laughs> <laughs> really long lightning bonus round. <laughs> really long lightning bonus. Did we do it? Did we win? <laughs> lightning bonus round. Lightning bonus lightning round. Bonus. All right, that brings us to the second half of our compliment sandwich. So now we're going to go in reverse order. What is the last nice thing you're going to ever say about Krull the movie that makes it Chris's turn first? Um, so, uh, my minor compliment is just the, the fucking Star Wars callback. I mean, I was torn between really tight leather pants that never get mentioned about how much baby powder he's probably going through in a given week. Mm-hmm. Or the Star Wars callback. I gotta go Star Wars, right? Mm-hmm. Because not only are they in basically the Death Star at the end, but they got these stormtroopers, the Slayers in white armor, shooting at them with lasers. They're running across bridges. One of the guys in the, in the party gets shot falls off the ledge giving the Wilhelm scream. I did catch that. Just mm-hmm. like a stormtrooper in the... Oh, man, it was brilliant. Uh, <laughs> so, anyway, I know it was like six years after Star Wars, the movie that changed everything. Well, but Star um, Wars was basically a ripoff of Lord of the Rings, so you have to... And a Western. I mean, you're right. it's basically a Western. And like any but, other archetypical story. <laughs> yeah. Well, but it was Joseph speci- Campbell. I mean, but it was especially and Space Lord, Balls. Lord of the Rings-esque. <laughs> yeah. Gandalf the Grey becomes... Uh, pale sash Kenobi like you gotta it's the same thing <laughs> yeah Aragorn Han yeah princess there are no lady characters <laughs> <laughs> alright uh, so that makes it your turn Ez what is your minor compliment um okay it, it, no this is that's a, that was a hate start again Ezra <laughs> um you know what? I'm gonna guess, kind of like the, um, gonna compliment the robbers for being very forgiving towards each other. I guess um, at one point when like they all, we first meet the robbers, like for no reason, one of the robbers just like whips this other guy. Like they're all like sort of like standing in the crowd, and this guy just like flashes the whip to like you know be like dramatic, and like he's clearly whipping like one of his co-robbers, and like the other robber just like shrugs it off. Yeah, so you got to expect a level of tomfoolery when you're working with a band of criminals. <laughs> <laughs> of, yeah. of highway thieves yeah <laughs> it's like well, all right i know i can't trust him with the whip but i'm not gonna take it away from him because he <laughs> loves that goddamn whip <laughs> and if you do he'll just whine about how he misses his whip <laughs> it's not worth it yeah, it's like well rune what do we learn about you and whips it's because you, you know you after after the last time you had a time out you gotta play <laughs> nice to the whip 
<laughs> we can't. This is why we don't have any nice things. You'll just whip them to death. <laughs> this is why we don't have any like you know, whippable things. Yeah, we, we had all that nice china. You whipped it to death. We can't do it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so my minor compliment is for uh, for making lemonade. Uh, so when they first meet the magnificent guy, he was a magician whose only power was to accidentally turn himself into a pig. <laughs> not so good, right? That's not a great. You were ma- saying not a great magician. No. But then he realized. Wait, actually, if instead of trying and failing to turn someone else into a pig, I could just turned myself into a pig on purpose, and now I'm like a shapeshifter, and that's awesome. So he turned his inability to aim his spells into a total superpower. He totally made lemonade out of that. He was like, now I'm going to be a tiger. And then instead of trying to turn them into a tiger and missing, he just goes like, I'm fucking tiger now. And then he does, and he's great. Yeah, tiger's probably the most dangerous animal you could turn into in a situation like that. Like, that's good, good animal choosing. Whoa, 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 whoa. Chris, hippos. Yeah, super hippo. Well, yeah, but the hippo couldn't fit around the hall. I mean, they have big body, tiny, tiny legs. I mean, they're not gonna, they're not gonna <laughs> charge. Yeah, <laughs> like, but also, they're gonna slide for a while. You, never, you don't have the, the kind of turning radius you'd need. Also, you can never afford to feed them. They're always hungry, hungry. That's right. <laughs> you don't have enough white marbles. Yeah, you don't have, exactly. They're just they're unwieldy. You would not want to be a hippo if you could avoid it. <laughs> I agree. I, Chris is right. You want to go with the big teeth, maneuverable. Big <laughs> maneuverable, deadly fast. Right, like I mean, it's like when you're playing Mario Kart. Like you think it would be fun to be big Bowser, Bowser, Bowser but then you just or have Donkey no, Kong. Yeah, you just have no turning radius. It's not worth it. Yeah, but you you get faster like on straightaways. You just have to like learn to like finesse it a little better. Yeah, but you'll you won't be on the straightaways because you'll have fallen off the rainbow driving <laughs> track already. Like, it's just not worth no. it. <laughs> no, I have a secret. Rails. I can jump. They did. <laughs> Who designed the rainbow road? Seriously, yeah, yeah, or at least at least those like hay bales, like you'd have at a bike race. Like, just give me something. Because they're in a- outer <laughs> space. <laughs> Driving the- very rapidly. There are banana peels and oil slicks all over the road. You're, you're hoping that the guy in the cloud with the fishing pole will bring you back, but what if he doesn't and you fall off into space? He's a, a very inattentive public worker. Yeah, and you'll still just you'll fall forever. I mean, it's unsafe. <laughs> well, you might land on the other part of track if you line it up right. I don't. Though. Or I mean, on that other track that goes around lava. I mean, zoning. <laughs> the stompy, what? Why are the stompy stones doing the stompy thing? Yeah, what are they? What are they achieving? <laughs> and, and they're like, mad. And they, yeah, they, also, they look angry, like it's somehow my fault they're stuck being stompy bricks their whole lives. Like, bro, I am on my way to the office. <laughs> huh, I, I got my banana, the... that's my breakfast, I'm popping out the window. You're, in all fairness, you're probably not on your way to the office, it's a loop road. You're not getting anywhere, unless your office you're is right you missing a turn off, though. Alex. <laughs> <laughs> and what, they, and then there's just like rainbow farts full of mystery shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and sometimes, sometimes some asshole puts like you know fake ones in the middle of it. Sometimes landmines are dressed up like rainbow farts. How am I supposed to tell the difference? I'm driving. <laughs> uh, well, we should, Blair, I we hope should, your husband is also a fan of Mario Kart because that's the funniest thing we've done all day. We that's talked a lot about classic Nintendo episode. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> all right. With that, Sarah. <laughs> oh. 
This is going to be difficult to come back to. <laughs> um, so this movie was kind of like really expensive community theater. Um, <laughs> and as someone so. who performs in and enjoys community theater, I liked that. Just that, you know, there's kind of clearly fake sets. Um, there's like a couple actors that you really, really enjoy. And then a lot that are like, you're like, oh, 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 oh yeah. I don't know. And yeah. um, that's somebody's kid. Yeah, like that's someone's <laughs> kid. Um, there's a lot of like really broad, sketched in types, and not a lot of like fill. And the fights are very slow. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like Errol Flynn took a Valium. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like he swings on the chandelier in the beginning, and it's like oh. <laughs> yeah, that was absolutely the worst. Honestly, what this whole thing means is I'm doing this. Yeah. <laughs> he was not committed. When this was over, though, I still applauded just because I knew. Like, I stood up and applauded. I gave I gave this movie a standing ovation anyway, just because I knew I didn't want it to hurt its feelings. You know? Yeah. These people work very yeah, I, hard, and they're not professionals. They're not getting paid, mm-hmm. really. No. Yeah. No, I I I went downstairs and you know made small talk with the you know the one cast member that kind of knew a little bit, and it was awkward. But I said they did a good job. Yeah, so. you did, and and I you know I I had some of the cookies. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, I got one too. Yeah. All of a sudden, you find yourself saying things like, "What a show!" Yeah, you guys were having fun up there. Wasn't that something? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and they start making excuses for why they're there. Yeah. They're like, oh, you know, it was just, it's just really um, a good opportunity, you know, practice. Right. <laughs> I'm, I'm a, I, w- I felt a little rusty, so it was good to get back into it. And I've, oh no, you were wonderful. Yeah, that was were, so. Yeah, was, uh, yeah, you. they were. It was. Uh, yeah, I, you know, I really liked the costumes. <laughs> I did like the costumes. <laughs> it's in this amazing. Movie. That was my other narrowly edged out compliment. Like man, that everybody looks like a like like a medieval Michael Jackson video yeah. that Tanya said. And like yeah. that princess clearly got a direction like show off the dress when she was running because wherever she ran she would like stop and like carefully like refluff her skirts <laughs> and then just like yes. run. But she well, was a was, model, I it guess. It was her wedding day. You're not going to get to wear that dress ever again. That's right. She's going to hang up in a space closet somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best part of the closets on Crawl. Lots of space. That would be so great actually if like she's like okay Beast, I will marry you, but you have to just be a, a house with a lot of closet space. That's <laughs> that's the only way. That's what you have to be for the rest of our lives. And HBO. I oh, that's HBO. funny. Like since he's a shapeshifter, he's like whatever you love, and she's like, I want you to be a bunch of shoes. <laughs> but see, if this and were a classic fairy tale, she could be like become a donut and then eat him. Oh, yeah. And, and then you'd be story. inside her, and she'd have a baby, and it would rule the universe one day. Here's the thing, though. Why would we make him a donut where you can make him, like, a dozen donuts and or a donut maker? Like, make him a Krispy Kreme, you, can still, you know? Like, a whole Krispy Kreme franchise. So you still get to kill him, but you got a few donuts. So it's- but, like, the Krispy Kreme is, like, full of weird claw parts and, like, oh, like eggs and... It's worth it. Yeah, totally. It's glowing red eyes. I like, I'm okay with I it. Like, I like the vision of you, Ezra, as a superhero, or not a superhero, but as like the hero of this movie, where you're in this this dramatic tension moment with the bad guy, and you're like, "Well, just because I'm going to kill you doesn't mean I shouldn't get a lot of donuts." 
<laughs> you see, here's why I won't be a, like a real stereotypical hero. Like that's why, because people usually feel bad when you like trick someone into being a donut and then you eat them. Like people are usually angry at you when you do that. In my experience, <laughs> in your in your experience, you know, as you are by far the person who I want to get three wishes out of anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously, if I, if I find an old bottle or lamp of any kind, I'm going to have you rub it first just in case. Yeah, I'm going to ship it to your P.O. box. And, <laughs> and take <laughs> well, that is it for our show, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. We're going to be back again next week talking about the 1968 film kind of a similar vibe to it maybe a little bit the lost continent so also uh, another sponsorship another sponsor this is sponsored by nancy who said it is quote bad in an awesome way and i think it's very kind of nancy and i like people who think of that when they think of or think they look for that when they think of us as opposed to like uh the guy who gave us wild animus who was like well you're usually funniest when it's the worst thing ever Well, that was its own form of good intentions. It is. It's good intentions that also fuck you. Whereas this is, like, good all the way. I love that we're still angry at this guy for giving us, like, two of our best episodes, I think. Yeah. (laughs) So... Awesome. All right. Well, uh, so, yeah. So, come check out The Lost Continent next week. Apparently, also, like, some, uh, you know unbelievable effects cheesy costumes cheesy monster looking things maybe a guy in a frog suit if we're lucky possibly a girl we can only hope we can only hope uh, if you want to sponsor go ahead take this opportunity go to read-weave.com slash sponsor if there's that thing you've been meaning to have us talk about if there's something if you've been meaning to do it great time now also uh, if you've been like that would Kyle be- yeah Kyle uh <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, my buddy Kyle said he wanted to sponsor a show, and he was gonna, and he hasn't yet. Yeah, right, Kyle, I've, I've get s- on it. I've had several people say they're, they're still waiting for the right idea. So, anyway, if you think mm. of it, great. If you think we've done too many movies, and you want more books, or more TV shows, or whatever, get in there, make it happen. Readership.com slash sponsor. Uh, it really does make my day when we get one, even when it's nasty. Uh, also, take this time right now to go to uh, Facebook.com slash Read and Weep, and that's where we will be discussing the least plausible parts of Mario Kart. And where is Highway Patrol? <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's some kind of weird, you know, alternate version of Death Race, where it's just no rules, you know? You mean you think, people, you think at the end of Mario Kart, the losing kart drivers get killed? It just fits Oh, absolutely. Way. Oh no! Uh, even even second and third place, like because if you're not on the top of the podium, like you get murdered. Wow! Yep. All right, I'm driving faster from now on. First place is a, is a Cadillac. Second place place is steak knives. Yeah. Third place, you're fired. Third place, you're fucking murdered. <laughs> you call yourself a fucking go kart driver, you <laughs> son of a bitch. It takes brass balls to drive a go kart through space. <laughs> Wow. Oh, that got even that was even better than I would have imagined. All right. That is it. Uh, thank you so much for being here, Sarah. I hope you enjoyed this more than Twilight. Thank you. I, I certainly did. Thank you very much, Blair, for looking out for my well-being. It was very sweet of you. Uh, and thank you so much for being here, as always, Ez and Chris. Of course. Of course. And Whoa. Yeah, it's like we've done 147 of these or something. <laughs> Where we just get to say, yep, or of course. Yep. <laughs> we'll, yep. we'll be back again of next course. week everybody thank you so much goodbye
take a dish and make a brighter place if you can see it. Take another little tish of my heart, baby. <laughs> tish me with your best <clears throat> shot. <laughs> when you tish upon a star, oh. makes no difference who you are. A dream is a tish your heart makes <laughs> when you're fast asleep. <laughs>